0: How's it going? Okay, so if you're hearing this, you're probably like, "What's going on? Why are you talking to me like this?" Uh, well, so we 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 went through a rebrand. We originally were speaking of which we're now Drunken Book Club, but I wanted to keep old episodes alive. So here are the episodes before the main update to Drunken Book Club. These are you know episodes that we did on a bunch of different books. Before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club, I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference, speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So, there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at dbc underscore pod for Twitter, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash club. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. Alright, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to Drunken Book Club. Yeah! I'm your rootinous, tootinous farmhand, Christopher <laughs> the Roofpole, joined with.
1: The. I don't even know, like the fucking weirdo cat that's been living alone for like two fucking years, Sam.
0: <laughs> and on this episode of Drunken Book Club, yes, we're finally drunk again. We read The Hank the Cow number 21, The Case of the Vampire Cat, as chosen by you. The audience on Twitter. Um, okay, so I guess we should talk about what we pre-gamed on.
1: Yes. Okay, Sam, what'd you pre-game on? I had a shot of vanilla cherry. Is that whiskey?
0: Yes, it's whiskey.
1: From Screwball, right? No, not, not Screwball. screwball it's um, scatterbrain? Scatterbrain. So scatterbrain and a Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And now I'm drinking a Boo Boo Blonde from Ranch Hand Brewing, which is a local company in Arizona. Yep. Because I ate Texan. Yeehaw! It's an Arizona rodeo day. Is a Arizona thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't
1: know if Texas also does it, but we're talking about a- rodeo day for our Arizona.
0: Yeehaw! <laughs> uh, I pre-gamed on two Texas tees and one I made the normal way in according to the book. The second one I made a a little bit stronger because I'm a strong boy. Don't touch me, motherfucker! <laughs> and yeah, that's that's our pre-game. Okay, Sam. What were your first impressions of this book?
1: Um, like what I thought before going in kind of thing? Yeah, yeah.
0: What, what did you think this book was going to be about?
1: I thought it was going to be like, oh no, kind of a Benicula vibe. Okay. Of like, a, oh, this cat, like stuff's happening and it's this cat's fault. And then it turned out to be some other dumb shit thing.
0: Uh, my first impressions were, I think Hank is going to run afoul with a random cat. Then the cat is going to be like, lol, I'm a vampire. Then Hank will be like, oh shit, and do stuff he saw in a vampire movie uh, to rid himself of the vampire cat. So, not too dissimilar of. Yeah, not too dissimilar. It's l- I literally just described the plot of Manicula. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. How, how close do you think we were, Sam? Um,
1: not close at all. Yeah, no, not close. <laughs> We've been further off before.
0: We have been way further off. Alright, the cover... We have Hank pissing himself in fear as a gray demonic pussycat hisses at him. Yep. That's that's the cover of this book. Look it up. That's that's Hank the cowdog pissing himself in fear. Fear. Okay. So, chapter 1. It's February in the Texas Panhandle. So that means snow for the ranch. And also uh, it's kind of funny that this book takes place in February
1: and it's also February. Yeah. So it,
0: it kind of works out fine.
1: Well, and it's also, like, not as funny, but more of, like, kind of an observation as, like, snow's been hitting Texas recently. Yeah. And it's kind it, of... Do- it tends to hit
0: the Texas Panhandle, though. Yeah. It's, it's not uncommon for that area. But it's hitting... Now it's hitting parts that it doesn't normally hit. Yeah. The dogs are sleeping in Slim's shack. Slim awakens and finds his water pipes have frozen over. Slim takes a leak outside and forces Hank and Drover out of the shack to do the same. Slim eventually leaves the shack, ready to work in his warm wear, and their weird adventure begins as they enter Slim's truck to head to the ranch.
1: So I put Slim waking up and learning the water's frozen and can't make coffee as a mood. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, thanks God, love that for me.
0: <laughs> um, have you ever had the pipes freeze
1: before for you? Uh, no. no, Not that I can I, remember, at least.
0: I haven't, but... I have had something that involves water being frozen in a fixture that I needed to use.
1: Was it the when you were at the park? It,
0: <clears throat> it was the one time. So for listeners who may not have heard this story before, uh, I when I used to go to high school, I would wait for the bus uh, at a bus stop, obviously, and it was right in front of a park. And maybe like a few feet away, there was a bathroom you could use. And that morning, I had to take the meanest shit and it was really cold that morning so i i rushed it i rushed it over there popped out that shit as quickly as i could and i realized the water wouldn't flush because the bowl was frozen solid and i was like well that sucks but hey it'll thaw out eventually right yeah, and so it's not
1: like you were doing it out of malice feel like hey, i'm going to leave this nasty shit here
0: yeah no no i i wanted to flush but then i realized oh it's frozen I then went over to the sink and realized that the water was left on and it was a literal just thing of frozen water from the, from the, what's it called, from the sink down there. And I was like, oh, that really sucks. I can't wash my hands. So I I think there was a, what's it called, a hand sanitizer dispenser in there. Though. So you
1: could at least do that. I,
0: I did do that at least. But once I got to school, I washed my hands.
1: Makes sense. Because, yeah.
0: Because, nasty boy, I don't want to be no nasty boy.
1: Yeah. No.
0: Chapter 2. The group gets to the machine shed, and Loper is there grabbing a cutting torch to thaw out his pipes. Slim insults Loper about the pipes and doesn't admit his pipes are frozen.
1: It's honestly pretty funny. Like, even Hank's like, I know that's a fucking lie. And Slim's like, shut the fuck up.
0: Slim also warns Loper to be careful and not to burn a hole with that torch, but Loper doesn't want to hear it. Loper bursts the pipe with the torch, and the two spend an hour fixing the pipe and thawing the lines. Uh, Here's my little note of Not gonna lie, the humans are the best part of this book so far
1: Yeah, no, nothing, honestly
0: It's nothing like a workplace comedy on the ranch um, Okay, but continuing from there The two ranch hands plan out their snowfield workday Loper and his wife will take the Northfield While Slim will take Alfred, Loper's son To Hodge's place to feed there Hank then berates Drover about complaining about how cold it is Then both parties are on their way to their respective jobs
1: so, you know what the one thing I'm thinking of? Because I don't know how the Texas Panhandle is with snow, and I didn't look it up. Yeah. I looked up other dumb things when I read this, <laughs> but I didn't look that up for whatever reason. I imagine it when they're like, it's so cold, and the snow is falling everywhere. It being like here, where it's like... Just barely. Barely. Like, not even an inch of snow, and it probably melts by morning kind of thing.
0: Nope. Texas Panhandle gets very cold. It's It's pretty far north.
1: Because that's close to Oklahoma, isn't it?
0: It is. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Fair enough, but I, that's just what I think of because that's what it's like in Arizona when they're like, it's freezing conditions. Well,
0: not so far north that it's like super freezing, but it's it's, 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 enough mid, that it's, it's actual Midwest at that point. It's
1: actual snow and not just like, yeah. okay.
0: Chapter three, the truck barely makes it to the Hodges farm, sorry, ranch. They switch vehicles from the pickup to an old army truck with four-wheel drive. Vroom, vroom. Slim explains how to work the truck to young Alfred, who, in all honesty, shouldn't be driving that thing, but whatever. I don't think he could even reach, reach the, the pedals. pedals. Yeah, he's like he's like what six?
1: Yeah, and he's like saw we. Yeah, he, he literally has like a saw we. Yeah,
0: he does, literally does. Mister yeah. Swim. Yeah. Yep. We then meet a cat named Mary D Cat, and if Sam can read the description of her on page twenty one,
1: at the very top of the page, the cat appeared. Description, female calico, medium height and weight Long hair, pink nose, white cat whiskers And a pair of eyes that were something between greenish and yellowish They call her Mary D. Cat Now, would you say that
0: The the picture on the cover Is that is that what you just described?
1: Not at all I even put that, I was like, wait
0: Yeah, I was very uh <laughs> Yeah, if, if that's supposed to be the cat on the cover The illustrator colorists were very lazy
1: Yeah, I put literally like So, few options One, artist fuck up Mm-hmm. 2. Chapter 1 is a red herring cuz he's like I get turned into a va- or there's a vampire just ki- or like no there isn't kind yeah. of thing. Pete is now Pete is also now a vampire cuz I've seen that coloring as like Pete. Yeah, that's Pete. Pete. That's Pete yeah. the cat. Unrelated cat is vampire. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like those were the th- four options. Alrighty, Mary starts yelling like
0: crazy at them and then approaches them without Hesitation And says This poem on page
1: 22 Sam Honestly that's the most Calico thing Is to come up And just not Shut the fuck up Cause Like I was gonna say But like yeah A crust of bread Bologna Cheese Spare a morsel If you please Marooned I am Oh hateful place At least I found A friendly face And you'll hear that So many fucking times In this book Yes
0: Mary continues to beg in poetry and rub on Hank. Hank is annoyed by this weirdo cat, and I now have a note that says, If this cat were a boy, they'd sound like Tom Waits. Uh, can you do
1: a Tom Waits impression of that?
0: I can. Would you like me to read that on Tom Waits' voice? Yes. Because
1: why not? Okay, yeah, it's fair. Don't, don't make that note if you don't want it. Do. It's
0: fair. It's fair. <clears throat> a crust of bread, bologna cheese. Spare morsel, if you please. Maroon, I am. Uh, I am a wayful place. At least, at last, I found a friendly face. <laughs> it's, it's a little more homeless than Tom. Tom waits, but it's not too
1: often. Honestly, I get it, but like I can see here,
0: I, I have to be in the right vocal. Hank runs away from the cat and leaves it for Trover. When she starts doing the same thing to him, he also runs away. The cat then tries her luck with Slim, but he keeps pushing her away. He then asks Alfred to take care of the cat before he breaks her heart and possibly her neck. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, Slim. Alfred takes the cat out while Slim fusses with the truck. When he gets it working, he calls back little Alfred. The two start filling the truck with feed. Hank then notices the cat rushing to the cake house, so he tries to beat her to the house, but loses the race. Chapter 4. Hank makes petty excuses as, as to why he lost the race. Hank, being the sore loser he is, threatens the cat for beating him in the race. Mary responds by saying she'll rip out his eyes and feed them to the crows if he lays upon her. Honestly, more, kind of Mary, more Mary, more <laughs> Mary is, is literally my next, next to know. Mary then says she's tougher than this wimpy ass dog and Hank tries backtracking his threat and it works when he mentions cheese. She's a cheese. She's fucking Monterey Jack from Richie Rangers. Yeah. Uh, she then goes back to being her calm, crazy self. We then have a Hank explanation of what's wrong with Mary. So let's read this description on page 30 to 31. I think I know it is, and yeah, I hate, I'll pull it
1: out. hate it. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm having you read it. Because I, I even put like a note of it, because I fucking hate it. I believe it's
0: right... It. Or, yep, yeah, this paragraph, and... Oh.
1: Go on, kind of yeah. thing. Hmm, very interesting. It appears that I had stumbled onto a classic case... Of skips-o-frazzled personality,
0: Aye. and
1: in case you're not familiar with these heavy-duty technical terms, let me explain. Your typical skips-o-frazzled personality skips from one mood to another, don't you see? They'll be chirpy one minute, and the next they'll be yowling and hissing, and in your extreme cases, Aye. delivering a boastful threats such as, "I'll tear your eyeballs out and feed them to the crows." "I'll fucking rip your nutsack off." Another trait or characteristic of your skips-o-frazzled personality. Is that the skipping mechanism can be activated by a certain code word, and if you'll notice, that took only a matter of seconds to sniff out and discover Mary's D- Mary D. cat's code word. Hehe, <laughs> cheese. Hehe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So she's she's yeah she's a little off, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I just don't like the because I think he's trying to, like say schizophrenic.
0: Oh, he clearly is.
1: And I. He then claims he lost on purpose and continues to sound
0: like a fucking trump. He... <laughs> He then runs away from the cat and finds Drover shivering and staring at the snowfall. Hank tells Drover he has a special job for the mutt. Hank tells Drover to ask Mary, Kitty cat, what would you say if I told you that I'm going to make sausage patties out of you? Drover does as as Hank watches from a distance. Uh, Her response is a smack on the face. Chapter 5 Slim continues to put feed in the truck as Hank watches. Mary decides to be a cat and gets in the way of Slim working. She rubs against his legs and he kicks her out of the way a few times. After a few good kickings, Mary climbs onto some feed and then jumps onto Slim's neck to smother him with more love. He gets tired of her shit and he full forces yeets the cat out of the shack and into the snow. Slim finishes up and they start heading out with Hank in the back. Mary tries hopping in with Slim, but he tosses her out, and she chases after the truck while they pick up poor, scared Drover. I feel
1: kind of bad for, uh...
0: Drover? Well, both Drover, but also Mary. Yeah. Because, like,
1: she's just trying to, like, she's been
0: alone. She's a very sympathetic character. Yeah, I'm
1: like, poor baby.
0: They head out to the pasture to feed the cows, and Hank sees two familiar racist caricatures. It's Rip and Snort (laughs) the Coyote Brothers from the first book. Listen to a, a previous episode of Hank the Cowdog episode to learn more about those two. It's the it, the Adventures of Hank the Cowdog episode. I believe that was two years ago. Yep,
1: because last year was the monkey. Yeah. It was monkey theft. m
0: m monkey I recommend listening to that episode because we love to, We I, I think that's a good episode. Yeah. Not to, not to pat our own backs, but I am drunk. Hank insults them and says their mother wears gunny sack underpants. But before they can zoom away from the coyotes, Slim makes a hard left and something bad happens. Chapter eight, that's what bad happens. Sorry, chapter six.
1: The book keeps going. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Walter and Stanler. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. The, I mean. the Muppets, the, yeah. the old yeah. old guys, yeah.
0: like, No, I don't I didn't get your joke.
1: The book keeps going, like that's what bad happens. Oh, okay,
0: gotcha, sorry. You you did a terrible old man impression, so I couldn't understand you. Chapter 6 Hank fell out of the truck Slim drives away Not knowing of the precious stupid cargo He has lost
1: <laughs> Sorry just the precious stupid cargo Got me
0: Hank decides to head to the house to wait for them But he knows his coyote tracks And realizes he's going the same way As Rip and Snort He watches the coyotes carefully And waits for them to be out of his way when they finally are, he heads back to the house and is met by a familiar crazed face. Mary says her little poem. Hank is tired of her shit and calls her a lunatic cat. This greatly upsets Mary so much she runs away crying under the house.
1: So, something I put with. I'm Sorry. almost done, if you okay. don't
0: mind Sorry. me. Sorry. Hank has no sympathy for hurting her and is a true psychopath.
1: So. Go. Something I put, I go, I know part of it is to show, like, how foolish Hank is when he does, like, the, oh, I meant to do that. I'm actually super <clears throat> smart, undercover, like, it's like, tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. Yeah. But it gets, it feels frustrating, and it's almost like he's nar- he has a narcissistic personality. Oh, he definitely thing.
0: does. He's Cause, definitely a narcissist.
1: Because he will do nothing if, like, he will never concede if something makes him look bad.
0: Hmm.
1: And the only time he will concede is to get something out of it.
0: Yeah. No, no, he is a narcissist. Like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Hank is a full-blown narcissist. Yeah. Chapter 7. Uh, I love my notes because... I Okay, full admission, guys. I have a broken knuckle so I'm in, like, a half cast. So my ring finger and pinky are inside, like, a casting while the rest of my hand on my right side is um, free. And it was a bitch to type these notes out. So there's a couple, like, just weird little moments of, like... There's an eight here, and now there's a little uh, asterisk in the middle of Hank that I never noticed. <laughs> so,
1: so, oh, another thing I put? Yes. Is that this time I'm like, are they going to come back? Or is this just some clumsy, weird thing that happens in there with the Coyote brothers? Yeah. Because, like, he says it, he insults them, and then he gets yeeted out, but then they just kind of go away. Yeah.
0: It felt weird. Like, That's weird. Yeah. I-, I thought they would, like, try to chase after or something, but no. Yeah, and be like,
1: what'd you say about my grandma? Mother. Our mother. Chapter
0: seven. Hank waits for Slim to return as he listens to Mary continue to cry. Hank does his best to apologize, but he really doesn't apologize because he victim-blames her with her problems. He then hears the truck coming, but it doesn't stop at the house. Hank chases after, but Slim doesn't slow down. He doesn't know Hank isn't there and simply drives
1: away. My my part is maybe he does and he's like, fuck it.
0: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that dog. Hank is abandoned and starts having a craving for cheese. He slowly heads back to the house and decides to wait outside for Slim. Not even a minute passes before he's like, maybe I can stay under the house with Mary to be her temporary friend. Chapter 8 Hank heads to the hole under the house and tries to pin the rude remarks he made on Drover. Mary knows, knows it was him and demands an apology. Hank gives a half-assed one. She reluctantly accepts it, and they go under the house for the night. Hank dreams of Balula the collie next door and cheese. I just uh, put
1: Hank's just white. That's why he loves cheese.
0: Yeah, but while the dream is going so well, something comes in and ruins it all. The book continues, as Sam put it.
1: <laughs> also,
0: for some reason, I remember this dream sequence. Like as this is this is a book I read as a kid, mm-hmm. but this is the only part I remember.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, like, this part and a few other bits, like, felt really familiar, but not in a way I could, like, quote or anything like that. Having some
0: trouble with that pen there? I
1: got it. (laughs)
0: Chapter 9. It's that douchebag named Play-Doh. Well, Hank gives him a bop over the head, but he realizes that he hit something in the real world. Something smelly. He hit a skunk and gets sprayed. Have you ever had a dog or someone you know get skunked? Not that I know of. Okay, funnily enough i know someone whose dog got skunked uh it's it's a shout out to malin for work i don't know if he listens to the podcast but if he does hey shout out to you uh we were talking um just i don't know what i, I we were just talking and like he i th- oh, he was saying he, he was like saying something and i i forgot how it got into his dog got skunked one time because i lived way far out west Near a desert. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I was talking about how, you know, I saw a bunch of animals at Gateway and stuff, and I said, I've never seen a skunk over there. It's all like, a
1: raccoon, though.
0: Yeah, we did see a raccoon. And, um yeah, he said that his dog got skunked, and it was one of the worst smells ever. I can imagine. Which, yeah, yeah. So. Hank escapes the stinky domain, and Mary is outside grooming herself. She's pissed that Hank ruined her only home and safety from the outside world. She wants Homer, her nickname for Hank, to give her a new home. He obliges if she can lead them out of the canyons, he can then get them to the ranch. She agrees to their terms but warns it's dangerous. They make it to a fork in the road when suddenly Mary has a change of heart. She's not sure if she really wants to leave her home of two years. Hank is pissed at her and they argue, but that's when the cannibal coyotes appeared. Also, uh, he had to make them a worse stereotype by making them cannibals. Yeah, I'm like... Because I don't remember them being cannibals before. Yeah,
1: I don't remember that either. I remember them going for, like, the chickens and, like, other animals, but not...
0: But but now calling them cannibals and also natives is...
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's worse. Yeah, You You get how that's worse, right?
0: You get how this is worse, right? No, they're Native American caricatures, but they're not. They're coyotes, so it's okay. Yeehaw.
1: So I put in the thing with, like, the house because yet again nothing is ever hank's fault yeah but i'm like so mary so mary is a little at fault for not like mentioning leroy and being like heads up the skunk sits here he just vibes yeah the, the skunk's name is just so you guys know and then i was like hank's at fault for punching leroy yeah because i mean i would spray too if i was a skunk announced son got punched yeah also sidebar mm-hmm. most likely um leroy is an american hog nose skunk
0: yep so his spots Nope. Sorry, sorry. We have spotted ones. They don't yeah. have a stripe.
1: It has... It is just like full white on the back. Yeah. And yeah, we get the spotted ones that do handstands. Yeah. It's adorable.
0: Chapter 10. Hank doesn't know what to do and asks Mary what to do and she doesn't have anything. She she doesn't know what to do. She tells Hank to just leave her and he's hesitant at first but does leave. He gets a fair distance away and then has a sudden change of heart and rushes back to Mary He then converses with the coyotes and tricks them into a singing contest with Hank as the judge. They agree, and Hank sings a song about a mama skunk and how she could ever love her smelly children.
1: So something that I pointed out with the... I was like, when coyotes still feel racist as fuck. Yes. And also, they fucking gamble is one of their pastimes. Yeah, I was
0: gonna make that. I I also made that a note as well. Because
1: they were like, you know, that's a pastime that you do before you eat is gamble, right?
0: No, 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 no. He said sing and play.
1: No, he said like sing, play, and gamble.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: And they're like, no. Well, he's like, you do that after you eat. And he's like, they're like, no, no, no. We do that before because afterwards we want to sleep.
0: Now, Hank says that's what they do. Before. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the fact that they fucking gamble, I'm like, yeah. Are they going to open a fucking casino next?
0: Crying coyote casino here. That's, a, that's alliteration right there. Yeah. Chapter 11. The coyotes aren't impressed and they sing their song about the cannibal way. Hank isn't impressed and announces he's the winner. The coyotes don't agree with the results. Hank has another plan. He tells the coyotes that Mary isn't a normal cat. She's a vampire cat. And it only took 100 pages to finally get a vampire cat! We finally made it to the vampire cat factory! And it's like
1: 114 pages, I believe?
0: Uh, I believe it's 102.
1: 112 is right here. That's, that's the final chapter. Well, I'm saying out of the whole book, how long it is. Yeah, it's 102. This is where. No, I'm saying like how long the whole. Wait, oh, it's like out 100... of how many pages. It's. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You didn't say that. That's what I meant to say, at least. Yeah, it's 116, if I'm not mistaken. 115.
0: 115. So, literally 13 pages before the book ends. Yes. The Coyotes are apprehensive, but Hank gives Mary a wink and then says this poem. And Sam, go ahead and read page 102, which you closed already. (coughs) Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: Seven slithering slimy lizards, spider webs, and haunted houses. Arise, O vampires, seek their gizzards and turn them into squeaking mouses.
0: Mary then acts the part and acts like a crazed vampire cat, and before she attacks... She has a little rhyme, too, on page 104.
1: The moon is full. The earth is turning. My vampire's appetite is burning. Two coyote gizzards I must eat to make this dreadful night complete. God, the fucking... As I read it out loud, it's like... Iambic pentameter does not exist in this book.
0: The coyotes are freaked out and run away. But Mary continues to act crazy and turns on Hank. Chapter 12, the final chapter. She's just fucking with Hank. They continue their little journey and make it to Moonshine Springs. They then hear a familiar voice for Hank. It's Wallace and Junior the Buzzards, everyone's favorite characters in these books. I forgot about them. They're fucking lame. (laughs) They ask for food, but the duo don't have anything to offer them. They then ask for the cat, but Hank and Mary do the vampire routine to scare them, and it works. The two have really bonded together and have become an unlikely duo, but Mary decides she doesn't want to go back to being a normal cat, and they say their goodbyes in a very sweet end. Yeah, and that's the end of the book. Hank apparently makes it back to the ranch because that's how the book begins. Yeah. So Sam, uh, do you do, you, do you, what what pairings do you have for this book before we give our reviews? Do you have any? So my first is *Bunnicula*. That is also one of the ones I have actually.
1: Like that was my first thought: is if you want another like vampire, but not really story. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that one's paced better.
0: Yeah, I was about to say if, if I think if we're going to go with a vampire animal stories to pair with this one, go ahead and you can just read or listen to our previous Drunken Book Club from last year on Bunnicula, uh, which also has a crazed cat as well. Yeah, and I can also recommend the graphic novel adaptation that they uh, released uh, within last year. I uh, we've we have skimmed through it; it's pretty good. Yeah. What what we've read?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say again. We just kind of skimmed through it at Target, to be honest.
0: I don't really need a graphic novel adaptation as I've read it already. And it's not a long
1: book to read. Yeah. It's not one of those... Well the art is very pretty. Yeah. I was going to say, it's nothing against it. It's just we don't really need it. Yeah. Sam, do you have any other pairings? I I don't. That was like as far as I could really...
0: Okay. Well, I have uh, two more. Two more pairings to go with this one. If we want to go with the unlikely duo stories featuring a cat and dog, I recommend the Homeward Bound movies. Also a story where they... Becoming, un- while they're, I mean, they are kind of forcing their ways, but they are family, you know, family, but hey, unlikely deals and they're also on a journey home. Yeah. Uh, Bolt is another good example, and kind of does the inverse of this story with the dog being delusional.
1: You know what would be another good one? Hmm. Puss in Boots.
0: I was also going to put that on there. Yeah. Yeah. The the new Puss in Boots movie. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, I don't remember the, first the last one which. that much. To be perfectly honest.
0: uh It's got fucking Humpty Dumpty... That's what matters.
1: You gonna say, yeah? I, I was
0: always there, puss.
1: <laughs> I just love the randomly like it just feels so weird. <laughs> yeah. But the new one is really good, and it's again got like a cat and a dog.
0: Yeah, unlikely pairing as well. Yeah. But I don't.
1: I don't yeah, they are rid of delusions in there. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're all in different delusion kind of thing. Yeah. And kind of that focus on like. Yeah, what it. is normal and shit like that. Okay, Sam. Do you have any other notes for this, by the way? I forgot to ask that. They should have... So I was like, you know what would have been a smarter thing instead of the whole, well, I'm the judge shit? hmm Fucking run while the coyotes sing their song.
0: Yeah. Just fucking run. Nah, then we wouldn't get the really great song they have that doesn't have good fucking pattern either. It just yeah. ends with rhymes.
1: Yeah. And then... Oh, one of the things, when he's trying to squeeze himself under the, th- under the thing, and he's like, it's so hard getting these muscly legs down. And I was like, he's thick, lol.
0: <laughs> mm, I can't fit under this. I'm so
1: hammed up.
0: <laughs> oh, with my thick dog ass.
1: <laughs> Drover, I'm trying to stealth, but my dummy thick ass is keeping the cl- and the clopping of my ass. I can't remember it, but that <laughs> just... Yes, Sam. That, that fucking meme. Yeah. Um, that was anticlimactic when the coyotes are like, "Oh, okay, we lost by." Yeah. And then like the. Well, no,
0: it wasn't that. It was they. They got scared by the cat.
1: Yeah, but then the vultures come, and that was just kind of.
0: Yeah, that felt almost like... unnecessary. It was almost. I felt like um uh, the writer here, John R. Erickson, I feel like he was just like, "Oh, gotta put in characters the kids recognize."
1: I felt like that was also a page filler thing of like we gotta get the last few pages. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that last chapter definitely felt like filler in the end, because yeah. I- honestly. I don't think this book was half bad,
1: personally. I, I think it was fine, It's not really that
0: good. Sam, give your review, and I'll give mine.
1: It felt, honestly, of the Hank the Cowdog ones. Like, mm-hmm. it had some good character moments, and again, Mary, I stand Mary. Yeah. unproblematic Queen. It honestly just felt kind of rambly and boring overall. So I give it two and a half Leroy's.
0: Leroy's? Yes. Who's Leroy? The skunk. Yeah, there we go. I rather enjoy the antics of the ranchers and Mary DeCat Cat is a welcome character to the story. She's a very sympathetic character and really helps encapsulate how awful Hank is. <laughs> this begs the question, is Hank the cow dog anti-dog propaganda? Uh, but uh, this, is, this is a question for another time. But overall, I really like this story. Hank has a decent change of heart at the end, but still has his prejudices against cats. Which makes sense. He's a very simple character. Yeah. I don't think it's a perfect book, but it is a pretty darn good Hank the Cow Dog book. For DBC standards, I give it three and a half cats craving cheese. But for the Hank story, I'd give it a four and a half out of five. It's a solid story that... That keeps a good pace, and the characters aren't driving me mad as usual. Which is tends to be one of the
1: problems with the Hank to Cowdog stories. I think I agree with you, and I think I'd boost it up too. I think I'd still just go with a three.
0: I mean, you don't have to change your score. You can give it a two and a half if you feel.
1: I think a three is fair. Okay. So I'll give it three Leroy's. Okay. <laughs> three three, three Leroys. skunks. Three skunks just trying to vibe under a porch.
0: Yeah. Alright, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I honestly did really enjoy this one. I did not... And and this is coming from maybe it's because the last book we read was so bad that yeah. like I actually enjoyed this one but you read you're you've been pretty consistently reading or listening to audiobooks. Yeah. So you're able to kind of like get that through. Like I I don't I've been needing I've been wanting to read recently because I can't play video games comfortably with this cast on and I can't write that well as as I've said with these notes uh, that well with with this cast on either so I haven't been able to write I can barely play my bass I've come up with a baseline for one of the songs and that's about it, but it's so simple that it's pathetic. But yeah, I I there's not much I can really do with this cast besides watch TV and read comfortably. So, it's it's been uh, I've been wanting to read a lot more, but I did watch a lot of TV today cuz I just I'm kind of I'm also trying to get out of a funk because you know, I don't feel as useful because I'm uh, I'm kind of crippled by this. But well, it's also
1: winter blues kind of
0: I don't get winter blues. Okay. I like the cold.
1: I kind of do I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: but, eh, but yeah. Either way, you've been in kind of a little bit of a funk. So.
0: I've been in a little bit of a funk. I think it's because I I crippled myself. This was my own dumb fault. So, but we'll talk about this in probably the next episode because uh, I I have a, I have something I want to tell Wiese, and I think it'll be pretty humorous. Is what we're gonna get out on that. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed what you heard, hey, make sure to join our Patreon. Joy, from pa- joy. Join our patron tray. And anyone else who may join us soon. So yeah, if anyone else joins, hey, you'll get shout-outs at the end of the episodes and any links you may have for us to put in the descriptions. Uh, but also on that Patreon, you get a bonus episode every week. You get these episodes early, at least almost a week ahead. Because I post these usually on Mondays, even though we normally have these episodes. I I, I have these episodes out every Friday. And also any notes we may have. Uh, I've been... I, I forgot to do it with this episode, but... Whenever I do a drunken book club from this point on, I do post a link immediately on there, even before, I, like even as I start it, so you can see where my notes are kind of going from. So you guys can be like, "Oh, that's neat." Mine's all like analog for the most part, so yeah. She she keeps it simple. I I like doing it on the computer, so I don't have to
1: read my handwriting. See, I like it. which cause... is even worse right now because it's more my right hand. That's fair, <laughs> but I like doing it for this partially because. When I've got a shit ton of that book, so why not? Yeah, and also, I don't like how sometimes it's more confusing when I put it on a document because mm-hmm. I'll sometimes like stop mid-word or it will autocorrect and you don't catch it. And... Yeah. Whereas this, I can read my own handwriting. That's fair.
0: So, I, mean, I can read my own handwriting. It's just sometimes it can be really bad.
1: Yeah, sometimes I have that because like though, so. I have
0: to be quick because like I I literally do a synopsis of this whole entire book, and that's why it's easier just to type it out. Makes sense. Yeah. So, there's, that's where I stand. So, I mean, a dollar a month gets you a, a lot of pretty cool stuff, I think, personally. Oh, yeah. And I might be introducing a free tier so that you can uh, comment on episodes and stuff like that. Because Twitter's been kind of funky recently. I know that uh, this past week, this was, uh, what, Wednesday, the whole you can't you can't tweet anymore because you per- surpassed your uh, allotted tweet allowance, which freaked me out for a second because I was like, oh, my God, I was tweeting a bit that day, but did I really tweet that much? Yeah, I was going
1: to say, it's not like you go crazy with tweets. Yeah,
0: and uh, I kind of want people to be able to save their tweets and not pay for that stupid shit. Yeah. And I kind of want to make a free version of the Patreon where you can post any comments you may have on other things on there possibly. You know, just a just a freebie one. You won't get anything special. You'll only get really just comment privileges and maybe notes. Yeah. You know, nothing super special. So yeah, there's that. And I, I might actually, you know what? I'm for the free one. I might give you privilege to. You know what? I'll probably do. I'll give you privilege to the Discord and and, and be able to write comments. <laughs>
1: yeah, because I feel like the Discord. If it gets bigger than it will be, we yeah. can close it off. Exactly. But right now going to say it's mainly just the team. Yeah. And like. And tray. Tray.
0: <laughs> Which hey shout out to that dude. Yeah.
1: He puts a lot of cool rat memes because he knows I like rats. Yeah. He puts a lot of cool things actually. Yes. I just remember the rats because I'll see a lot of rats.
0: Yep. So thank you for joining us this week. Hey make sure to follow us and you should like subscribe all that other stuff on anywhere you're listening to us. If you're listening to us on iTunes, leave a review. A five star review does help. I'm just saying you don't have to leave a five star review, but it really helps.
1: There's nothing nothing against it.
0: <laughs> yeah, same thing with Spotify. Give us a good rating on there. That helps. It it literally takes one second to just click the button to give us a five.
1: Yeah.
0: Or any points that you would. Or think hit is like worth.
1: subscribe to it.
0: Subscribe also helps. Doing both is probably the best. Yes. Uh, and anywhere else we you may listen to us, SoundCloud or any of those others, make sure just to subscribe. It helps. And you can write comments on, on SoundCloud so you don't even need to worry about uh, all the other stuff. But you can follow us at SOW underscore podcast on Twitter. Sam?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Berserker Rose.
0: I'm You know, if... if... <laughs> I don't know what that happens out there. What the hell? Is he fighting?
1: Maybe I heard fuck. <laughs>
0: Okay, something <laughs> happened outside and it was kind of funny. Um, I may amplify the fuck if I can hear it on the mic, just so you folks can hear it at home, because that was kind of funny. If yeah. not, this is cut for time. Um, but hey, I, I'm cons- if Twitter does end up going down, I'm thinking of doing a Tumblr. So, if you want to follow us on Tumblr, it'll probably be SOW underscore podcast as well. I'm just not the biggest fan of Tumblr. because.
1: I feel like some of the weirdness has gone down. Yeah. Some of it.
0: Yeah, I I just don't... I don't know. It's it's, it's more of, like, do I really care? That's fair. Because, like, I don't know. I don't post that much on, on, on the on the Twitter as well.
1: I mean, you can just reblog stuff, too. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll just repost stuff like yeah. I mean, that's what I do
0: on Twitter, for the most part, just retweet.
1: Yeah, because it's like, you can just like and, and just repost stuff. Like and subscribe. Why help, bitches? I got nothing else. Yeah, I don't have anything. All right, Chris,
0: post that new song of the week here.
1: Bye. Bye now. Get along, little doggy.
0: How's it going, cool cats? I actually found a song with with, with cat in the title uh, for this week's episode, Song of the Week. Uh, this week's song is called Kiss My Kitty Cat by the band Sap. I know nothing about these people, it's their only song on Spotify, let's hope it's a good one, not right now, Bye bye